Fueled, episode number 32, becoming the ultimate conversationalist with Arus Sanchez. Welcome to Fueled, the podcast for teens that aspire for greatness. My name is Easton Allred, and I am a successful entrepreneur, athlete, college student, and personal development guru. Each week, I interview successful and inspiring individuals that will teach you the secrets of setting goals and developing life-changing habits that will fuel you to greatness. Thank you for tuning in. Let's get fueled. Hello, Fuel listeners, and welcome to episode number 32 of Fueled. This is your podcast host, Easton Allred, and I'm so excited to bring on today's guest, Arus Sanchez. This guy is an inspirational speaker, does events all over the country. He is also a Snapchat marketing expert and the ultimate conversationalist. He is so knowledgeable. Please take out a pen paper, write down some notes. There are some great insights in this episode. I really, really enjoyed and took a lot from it. I learned a lot myself. I'm sure you guys will as well. You're going to love him on this episode. Arus, could you tell my audience a little bit about you and what you're doing right now? No problem, man. Hey, Easton. Uh, thank you so much, first of all, for giving me this opportunity to come onto your podcast. This is such a I'm really excited to be speaking to you and, of course, to your audience. And, yeah, no problem. Uh, well, first of all, uh, as you guys know, my name is Aurus uh, J. Sanchez. And um, what can I say about myself? Well, first of all, I'm a communication specialist. I'm also a business slash social media consultant. And, I also, and I'm also considered a solution achiever and a public speaker. And with all those titles and everything, I, to be honest, I just teach people how to become ultimate conversationalists, speakers, entrepreneurs, interviewees. And anything has to do with marketing or business or social media consulting, those are the topics and the areas that I mostly specialize in. So one thing you said is that you like to teach people how to be the ultimate conversationalist. What exactly does that mean and how can we do that? Okay, so see, this, this is a very interesting question because when it comes to becoming an ultimate conversationalist, it basically means a conversationalist is a person who has the ability, who has the ability to have, who, who, I'm sorry, who has the best communication skills, best conversational skills, anytime, anywhere. So you can speak to anyone and you can say the right thing at the right time, anytime, anywhere, no matter where in the world you are, because you have the right proper communication skills to get to them, to maybe persuade them, get them on your side, be more likable, um, you know, start maintaining end conversations. Because, you know, when you hear the word conversation, it's like so broad and every, it's so broad. And, you know, we, you know, because we can all speak, we, we can all talk. But can you be? But are you an ultimate conversationalist? Can you persuade? Can you have others come to your side? Can you convince? Can you sell? That's what an ultimate conversationalist is. And what I usually, uh, the way I teach this is by consulting, my seminars, my workshops, and so forth. Awesome. I love that. And where did you develop that knowledge? Because I agree with you. I think that's such an essential skill to have. Uh, well, it's actually it's a long story, but I'm gonna make it short. Okay, so perfect. Basically, basically, what happened was that um, since I was young, I, I was young, and then I grew up. Um, I always had a speech impediment problem. So first of all, I was very shy, but on top of that, I had that speech impediment problem. So not so mentally, but also physically, I just couldn't speak. It was very hard for me to do. So, but until one day, I, I remember like around middle school, I think it was like seventh or eighth grade. I told myself, no, this is not. I I cannot let this obstacle beat me. At all. I'm not going to let this beat me. So what I did was that from that point on, I started to little by little read and gain knowledge 
on when it came to, to the world of communication and how I and how I can beat it. Now, I never went to speech therapy, never in my life. But then eventually, I, I was able to overcome it. I mean, I still have the problem, but I'm able to control it uh, a lot more than way before. And I, as a matter of fact, there came a point in my life where then people started telling me, "Autos, you're very good. Um, you're a good conversationalist." And at first, I took it as a compliment. But then later on, I saw that there was a need, that there was a niche. And I saw that people wanted this skill. They want to learn how to become a great conversationalist because, as you mentioned, Easton, in today's day, it's such an essential skill, but a lot of people don't have it. A lot of times people can't go, you know, us as youngsters or young people or adults, they don't know how to go up to a random person or a group of people and just engage with them. They don't know how to do it. They're scared. So that's what, so that's when I saw this and I'm like, I got to help out. And, that, and that's how I started. Absolutely, and I, I, I think that you're hitting something right on the head because people are what bring success. Everything that you have in your life comes from somebody else, and that ability to converse and to persuade and to become closer and be able to work with other adults and individual, individuals and be able mm-hmm. to have real conversations is such an essential skill to have. So I love what you're doing, and I think that's so, so important. How do you define success? Oh, thank you. Okay. First of all, thank you, Easton, for that compliment. I, I really appreciate it. Now, success, you know, that that's tricky because there's just so much definitions and there's just so much people who think different ways. And s- success is such a broad term. And it's just people just, I don't know, it's um, just overused. But in my, in my opinion, right, I mean, other people can think d- differently. But if you really think about success, you measure your success on, on how happy you actually are. Not how big the business is or how much money you made. That's not how you measure success. Because if you, if you made a hundred grand, right, and if, and if you're happy with just making a hundred grand a year, then guess what? You are successful. Or if you're happy making twenty grand a year, right, then you are successful, right? Because again, you measure your success on how happy you actually are. And 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 for me, when I hear the word success, that's what I think of. Not not about um, you know. Oh, I've done this, this, and this, and this. Because so many people have done so many things. But the question is, are they happy? Are they happy? No, they're not. So many actors have done so many things with their life. They've done so many movies. They've made so much money. But then later on, you hear that they kill themselves. They've done so much, but they're not happy. So that's so that's how I define su- success. Definitely. And that's, I would say, my personal personal definition of success is how happy can you be and if you're happy then you're successful and I think a lot of people get that mixed up they think oh I'm going to be successful and then I'm going to be happy but to the point that you made all of these Mm -hmm. actors Robin Williams he committed suicide but but he was so so successful by worldly terms so you have to recognize it's happiness and then success follows rather than the other way around so Great insight there. And what <laughs> habits do you have in your life that you have felt make the biggest difference? Well, okay, so I have like like two or three, but I'm gonna go through them. And I think uh, the people who are listening to this podcast should definitely write like the next couple questions that I'm probably I'm probably gonna be asked. I mean, that, you, that you're gonna ask me. It'll be great if your audience can write the answers down because all this information that that we together that we want to give to your audience, right? It's um. It's very crucial because, you know, you can hear, hear, and hear, but are you really listening? Or many times we hear or we listen to it, but then we forget the information. And then because no one writes it down, right? And then, you know, they forget about it. And then when it's time for them to actually take action, they, they don't do it. So I'm going to say this. So some of the habits that have helped me completely in, in my business and everything, I would say is this. The first one is 
I have learned to accelerate my learning curve, which means like some people um, take months to read one book. Take months. I, I'm, I'm just giving a, an example. Take months to, to learn to read one book. I'm sorry. But I've learned how to read two books in a week, three books in a week. Or, I'm, or I go to the library and I get six books and I put two books in, every, in my bag. And I, there's this bag I have. I always carry it with me everywhere. But I'm always constantly reading. When I'm on the train, if I'm if I'm going for a walk, or if if I'm if I'm in the sofa just sitting down, I've accelerated my learning curve because I'm continuously reading. I'm reading or I'm watching a course. So I could be watching a course in the morning, and then 20 min- minutes later, I'm reading a book, and then probably after the book, then I'll probably start taking action. But why? Because I'm I'm accelerating my, my learning curve. I watch a YouTube video. Then later on, I'll probably you know write write some stuff down that I learned. Then I'll go back to a book. But I'm always doing this. So a lot of times I don't have, you know, the quote unquote, I don't have me time, but I, I've learned to accept that. And I'm, and I'm happy with that because right now I'm investing in myself. So later on, I can have the big ROI, the return of investment. Uh, you know, it could be financially wise, uh, wealth wise, health wise, personally wise, relationshiply wise, everything. But because my learning curve is just faster than, than other people, because if you put me and someone else, right? We could probably be learning the same exact things, but if I dedicate more time to it, I'm going to get there faster. And the way you do that is by doing some sacrifices, but I'm accelerating my learning curve because I'm putting more effort into it. And also, again, time time management. Time management. Don't waste your time. I don't like to waste my time. There's so many times where, again, reading a course, reading a book, um, online videos, um, doing so much stuff. But I, I put 20 minutes to, to this, uh, half an hour for that, three hours for that. My whole day, I, I already have like a time frame and I know exactly what I have to do. And a, lo- a large portion of my day is learning. And again, accelerating my, my learning curve because I'm doing more work in it, time map management. And you know, I'm, I'm just investing in myself. So whatever money I make of my business, of my speaking, a lot of times I'll just invest it again for here, for, for, for my knowledge, learn continuously to learn more. So then later on, I have a lot. I have a lot in my head, and then I can help others and teach them. So those are some habits. I love that, and I'm writing this down just like you told my audience to, because I think just as much as my audience, I have so much to learn. And the biggest takeaway I had from what you just read right there is increase your learning curve. So when you're on the train or when you're on the bus, when you're in the car, listen to podcasts, read books. There's so many things you can do in your downtime to increase yourself and increase your learning curve when other people may just be sitting and there's so much time to do that. So I love, 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 love that. And what would you consider to be the number one tool for success? I'm going to say that in my opinion, my number one tool for success, well, I, I believe it's balance of all my things in life and my need to grow. So it's like, that's been my, my number one tool for success. It's just, I have a balance in everything and I have this need, this this thirst to, to continue to grow in every aspect of my life. It doesn't, it doesn't only have to be business-wise or financially-wise. It could be anything. I'm always, I wanna keep learning because I don't believe in just staying at a stagnant le- level. I don't believe in that. I believe that you always gotta continue growing because that's why there's so much depressed people, so much, sad people because you know they're probably just making it in life and they have no goals and because they have no goals life is just boring or life is just plain life is just at a simple level but if you put yourself goals and you have a balance of all things because if you overdo certain things 
you'll eventually probably get bored or you'll, you'll have a nervous breakdown or, so, or something like that. So you have to have a balance in everything in life and just have that need to grow. And in this case, specific tools that have helped me, I would say is two things. A Barnes & Nobles addiction. I have a huge addiction for Barnes & Nobles. <laughs> huge bookstores, libraries. I have a huge addiction for that. And the internet. Yes, you cannot believe everything the internet says, but if you find the right sources, the internet has opened so many doors for us, for so many entrepreneurs, youngsters, adults, because it because there's so much opportunity. That's where the money goes. That's where so much learning occurs. So that's where you have to go. You have to go where you have to go where uh, the money goes, which is the internet. You have to go where people are posting stuff, uploading stuff. That's where you want to go. You don't want to waste your time doing other things that are not going to be productive or get your investment back at the end. I mean, don't get me wrong. If you're into video games or if you're into, I don't know, Minecraft or whatever, right? There's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with that. But again, it's balance. Have a balance. Don't overdo it when you could spend that other that other half of the time instead of playing, learning a skill, learning a trade. It doesn't always have to be business. It can even be trade school or like learning another skill to have two incomes or becoming a more spiritual person or finding who you really are or improving your relationship. There's just so much that, that you can do instead of just wasting your time. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I, I, uh, I think you're giving some fantastic insights and I'm really enjoying doing this interview with you because I feel like we think so similarly, similarly that it's so fun yes. to do this. And, <laughs> and I love how you say you just read, 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 read and learn because in order to be successful, you have to be educated and then put it into action. And I think you said you were obsessed with Barnes and Nobles and all successful people are obsessed with books and they're thirsty for knowledge. So I think that's so essential and what do you think makes you different? What have you done in your life that sets you apart? Okay, thank you. Um, well, before I answer that question, I just, I just wanted to add this. Um, for those people who are listening and probably are, they don't like to read, because I, I know a lot of people in today's day that don't like to read. There's seminars, online seminars, webinars. There's uh, YouTube has so much great information. I've learned so much from YouTube, and I think you too, Easton. And also, like, if you don't want to read a book, listen to the audio the audio or like or like the audio of that book many times it's, it's actually even better than the book like if you listen to gary vaynerchuk you read his book but his audio stuff is even better because he has extra stuff so it's like probably the people who are listening are, are like but i don't like to read well there's other options don't just don't just limit yourself find other ways to get the information okay so what was the other question i'm sorry um i asked you what sets you apart what makes you different and what have you done in your life to do that Okay, no problem. I'm going to say it's uh, two things, which is the first one is I am very proud of, again, you know, as I always mention, my need to learn. I'm very proud of that I, in every aspect, marketing, how to make passive income, social media, marketing, and so forth. So that's one. But now my second one, which I haven't spoken about, is the growing ability that I have. I've learned to, to grow this ability of conflict resolution. So what, what I'm trying to say is because I'm a communication specialist and I speak about interviewing, public speaking, conversation, a lot of times that also includes persuasion, negotiation, and how to resolve conflicts or arguments, right? Because, you know, every day, every second of our lives are like there's at some point, there's somewhere in the world, there's a fight or an argument or debate happening. And many times... We as humans, because we're because we're, we're imperfect, we react to people and instead of responding. We react in a negative way, and because we react in a ne negative way, that's when there's more fights. It's violent, screaming, hitting, yelling, cursing, and you want to avoid that. And I've learned. 
to deal with some with different types of scenarios where I'm with like different types of people, and I've learned to to defuse the conflict, to make sure there's no arguments, and so that person can win, and I can get what I want. So I've learned to not only defuse conflicts, all types of conflicts, from minimal conflicts to huge conflicts. I've also learned to negotiate with, with companies, small businesses, uh, debate the right way, and I get what I want, but that other person who's debating with me or arguing with me, they also get what they want. So it's always it's just that ability to to get to that word yes or to get past no or to just get what I want but also make that person happy. That is actually a very important skill in this world that we have to learn, especially if you're into marketing or business. There's going to be so many times where you're going to have to like negotiate contracts or, or, or like if you're um, – uh, let's say you're an athlete and you get called upon by companies. You're going to have to eventually negotiate your terms or negotiate with people or just – Handle conflicts with your future wife or like a best friend or a girlfriend or boyfriend. Whatever the case is, you have to learn how to use it the right way. Because if you don't, you're never going to get what you want, and the other person's then and the, and the other person is going to be even angrier with you, and they're never going to get what they want. Mm-hmm. I, I like how you said that. Is negotiations are such a big part of life, and you're always ha- having to negotiate what you want. And one of my favorite books of all times of all time is how to win friends and influence people and that's by dale carnegie but he talks about how nobody ever believes that they're wrong criminals when they go to jail they don't believe that they did anything wrong so when you're having a conversation with somebody you you have to understand their point of view and recognize that they're probably going to think that you are wrong rather than themselves so criticizing attacking other people never works what do you think are some skills and secrets to negotiating effectively like in all, like in uh, different types of situations, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can give a couple. I can give a couple, and then maybe on some other podcast, I can come back and I give you some real in-depth stuff. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So I'm gonna say this. A couple things I would say is this. Well, first of all, what so some things that I always say in my workshops and my seminars when I go to high school or colleges or other venues is this. I always say this. The first two simple things are this, and then I'll give a couple more, which is this, which is actually in the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Great book, by the way. It's um, the best way to win any argument, very simple, is to avoid it. That's the first thing I always say. If you can just avoid arguments, you can avoid 60 to 80% of all problems in your life. And you, because after you have those arguments, you always ask yourself, was it worth my saliva? Was it worth my stress? Was it worth me screaming? Of course it was not. Many times, all you have to do is just ignore it. It's just that our ego comes into play and we're like, no, I got to say something, right? Now, the other thing I always say is when you're, when you're speaking with someone, you're arguing or you're, or you're debating or there's like a conflict, don't ever say, but I mean don't ever say, you're wrong. Those two words create a feeling, a deep feeling inside people that get them even angrier and they just want to slash at you. They want to go at you. And they just want to annihilate you because those words just get to the, just get to people, especially when especially when their logic is out of the window and it's all about emotions. When you say those things, their emotions get even higher and they get they get even angrier. But I think, in, in my opinion, the most important thing when it comes to negotiating anything is mentally detaching yourself from the situation. Which means you, because when you're negotiating, the most important part is this is not to change the other person's behavior. 
that's not why you're negotiating. You're not there to change their behavior. No matter how good you are, most of the time you're not going to be able to, to do that, to change their behavior. But you're there to, but you are there to control your own behavior. So if they start yelling at you, going crazy, cursing you out, you mentally detach yourself. So you anticipate it. So if you know that something's going to happen and you're already anticipating and, and, and you're thinking, okay, most likely this person's going to yell at me, they're going to scream at me, but I'm going to mentally detach myself because I know it's going to come. So I'm going to make sure that I don't yell back. I don't yell, I don't scream. I don't, I don't fight back. I don't curse them out. I'm just going to listen to them. Just that one little tip, many times the person will just throw everything they had inside and then, the, then they'll calm down and then you can speak to them normally. But you also have to also know your hot buttons, which means if you know that, that this person is going to tell you certain things that you, don't, that you don't like or certain words or certain names that you don't like to be called, again, you anticipate so you mentally detach yourself and, and you tell yourself, I know most likely, <clears throat> most likely he or she is going to tell me this. So when it happens, I'm not going to be surprised and I'm not going to react. You always want to plan for the worst because once you plan for the worst, many times, not always, but many times it doesn't get to that point. But if it does, now you are ready to deal with this. And once, you know, you mentally detach yourself and they just go off and they scream or whatever. And then once they're more calm, that's when you enter and with a more calm demeanor, I think that that's the way you say the word, right? Dismeanor? Uh, demeanor, I think. Demeanor. Yeah, demeanor. Yeah. Sorry. And... <laughs> And you want to do, you want to really pay attention to what they have to say. Once you listen to everything, you tell them, okay, I understand. And then this is when you want to start to say, this is when you first want to paraphrase everything that they just said. Because just because you were quiet and they were speaking to you, it doesn't mean that you were paying attention. But if you paraphrase everything that they just said back to you in your own words, now this person knows that you were paying attention. Once they see that, you want, after paraphrasing, you're like, you know something, I, you want to acknowledge their point and you want to say, I understand where you're coming from. I, uh, if I was, if I was in your shoes, I would definitely feel the same exact way. So you always want, even, even if you don't agree with it, cause you don't have to agree with them, but as long as you acknowledge their point and you tell them little by little, their inner defense is going to start to go down little by little. So you first want to Acknowledge, uh, sorry, you want to paraphrase and acknowledge their point. But if you also agree with them, you say it. So you, so you pay attention. You mentally detach yourself. You really pay attention. You let them speak. You acknowledge them. And you, and you say it. Like, listen, I totally get, I, to, I, I understand why you react like this or I understand why you're speaking like this. And if I were in your case, I would totally do, do, do the same. And, you know, I agree with, with you on something. And just starting like that, there's a, oh my God, you have exponentially increased your chances of getting what you want and having that person be more calm and helping them get what they want. But these are just some tips, but there's so much more that I can give, but that's probably for next time. My favorite thing that you said is paraphrase because I, I think a lot of times when you're having conversation and they're kind of just attacking you, it's hard to just say, to put away your hot buttons like you said and just <laughs> kind of take a moment to be out of it and let them kind of rant a little bit but it's hard to listen when they're doing that as well so I like how you said keep in mind and then paraphrase afterwards acknowledge it I love that because I think that's so important we're now we're gonna skip over a couple questions real quick what okay. is the best advice you've ever received all right I'm gonna say it's very simple it's work hard in silence 
let success make the noise. I'll say it again. Work hard in silence and let success make the noise. And Man, it's that like, is a good one. Yeah. I'll say it again. All right, here it goes. Work hard in silence and let success make the noise. And I think this is a, a great piece of advice because it's basically, t- it's, basi- it's basically telling me and other people who are listening to be humble, to be humble. You want to be humble. And by being humble is you work your butt off, you, show, you hustle, you show your passion, but you don't say anything. Don't be bragging. Don't try to, don't, don't try to impress other people because I know so many people who, who just spit out so much knowledge and they're like, oh, I read this book or like I do this, I do this, I do that, right? But then when you see their track record or you see what they've actually really done like a lot, they haven't done much. They haven't done much. It's just all talk or they've done a couple things, but that's it. And the time frame where they could have done more stuff, but they just talk, talk, talk. They want to show off, but they haven't done anything. So instead of doing that, you want to just work hard in silence and you and let your work make the noise. Maybe it's your book or maybe it's uh, a great podcast and now it's number one on iTunes. Maybe it's maybe it's uh, your athleticism. Maybe it's it, it could be so many things, but let let the end product make the noise. Not you. Not, don't, you don't talk. You just keep working your butt off, but you let the success make the noise. I think that's some great advice. And I think that's something that I personally struggle with because I want to be able to show all of my success and be like, oh, look what I've done, look what I've done. But I agree that this if you do and you work in silence and then you just let your actions speak, it's so much more effective for both you and no one likes to be bragged to. I mean, <laughs> everyone, everyone is more focused on themselves than you. So I, I think that's a very, very great insight and great quote. And I'm going to post that because I like that a lot. I got two questions I'm going to fire right at you. First of all, what book would you recommend to few listeners? And second of all, what are three ways few listeners can take action to become more successful today? Okay. So the books, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, say them quickly. There, there are three books. Number one, Crush It by Gary Vaynerchuk. Great book, how to cash in on your passion and how to uh, basically brand yourself in any type of industry. Second one, how to win friends and influence people. Uh, one, one of the most important skills that you can learn in this world is communication skills, how to speak to people the proper way. And that book is a great foundation, great beginner book to start with. So much great gems. I've read it like five times already, literally five times, and I always go back to it to, to get more information. And the last one is actually a, it's actually a book by uh, Stephen D. Patzer. It's actually called Six Figure Secrets, Cut Out the Nine to Five by Stephen D. Patzer. And basically, he talks about personal branding like Gary Vaynerchuk, but in a different way, and how you can personally brand yourself, make money off of it, and actually be someone in your industry and be unique and different from everyone else. It's such a great book, and it's not even that long at all. It's like it's like a hundred pages, so it's a short book, but so much constant great knowledge that I'm telling you, if you read that book, you're gonna learn so much. So those are the three books I would recommend. This next question, I'm gonna rephrase it a little bit, and I don't usually ask my audience, but what are three ways few listeners can take mm-hmm. action to become the ultimate conversationalist? Ooh, okay, okay. Uh... Wow. Oh, that, 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 that's a good one. <laughs> okay. So to become an ultimate, all right. So three ways that they can do to become an ultimate conversationalist, I would say is first learn all, learn as much as you can 
that that be step no, number one. Learn as much as you can when it comes to the world of communication. How books, seminars, webinars. Go on Google and just research communication skills. How to improve communication skills or books when it comes to um, you know. Uh, conversation, um, sales strategy, uh, negotiation. First, learn the information, right? Learn it. Even, but don't learn. You don't have to learn everything because you're always learning constantly. You're constantly learning. So, just start even with just the book, How to Win Friends and, and Influence People. Just start with that. The second step: take action today. Like, start doing it now because you can read so much information, but if you don't put it into practice. Yeah, you may have the you, yeah you can have the knowledge here, but if you don't put it into practice, there's no way that you're gonna actually learn how to do it. Because you could learn how to do something off of YouTube, learn how to cook, learn how to bake a cake. Like you've seen it visually, but you've never done it. And there's a difference between just seeing it and then actually doing it. There's different mechanisms or there's different things that will come up eventually, and you will have to you know tweak and do. So again, number one, learn as much as you can. And continue. Number two, take action today. And I would say number three, when it comes to becoming an ultimate conversations, is just I'm gonna say uh, the, hmm, I'm gonna say okay. So number one is keep learning. Number two is gonna be take action now. And number three is gonna be tweak, tweak, tweak everything. So learn it, learn learn the information. Number two, take action. Start to practice it. Uh, like Malcolm, I think it was Malcolm. Gladwell that said, if you practice something more than 10,000 hours, you'll eventually get good at it. So I love Malcolm Gladwell. He's amazing. <laughs> he's great. That book, Outliers, and uh, it's a great book. And so it's like practice as much as you can when it comes to communication. Practice, practice, practice. And the third one is just you know, tweak it because you might read something. You might practice it, but it won't come out like the way the book said it or the seminar said it or how someone else said it. So find a way. Tweak it to your personality. Tweak it so it can be you because just because you're reading something, great piece of, of advice, doesn't mean that it's going to work the same exact way. Sometimes you have to tweak the, that info and apply it to your personality or to your own persona, and then it's going to work for you. But again, learn it well, take action as soon as possible, and just go out there and do it. Because if you don't go out there and do it, if you don't converse, you're never going to become an ultimate conversations, never, and, just, and, and then just tweak it. My favorite from those is the last step is tweak because once you put that into practice, just tweaking it and making the difference is all the difference and that is what is going to really be the key. So on the fly, that was a great one and just tweak, 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 tweak and tweak Thank your you. life and your conversation skills and just everything you do. So I love that and then I'm going to fire another two quick questions at you. No so problem. For all of my entrepreneur listeners on, could you tell them how or what are some of the key skills and things they need to know about marketing their products? And then secondly, I want you to do a little walkthrough with me on how I should do better market my podcast. Okay, no problem. So how to market your own product. Okay, so th this is the thing. A lot of times people, because I mean, I, many times I consult businesses and the first thing they want to do is, is you know, they want to market their product, market their product. And I get it. You want to create a product. And you want to sell it, and you want and you want it to be out there. But you have to remember, when you make a product, it's going to take time, money, it's going to take sweat, emotions, and all that stuff, right? So, and many times, like eight, seven or eight, seven or eight out of ten times, when you market your own product, it's going to fail the first time. It's it's just going to fail because it's just so difficult, so much competition. So, what I think you should do first before you do that is actually try affiliate marketing first. 
and see how that goes and then try your own product. So basically affiliate marketing is just quickly when you market someone else's product and when someone buys it, you make you know a profit, a, a profit out of it. So learn how to first market a product and don't do it with your own product. Do it with someone else's product because their product is, is already done. It's, it's out there already. So all you got to do is contact them, tell them that you want to be an affiliate and then in trial and error or read books or go to a seminar or go to YouTube or learn how to do affiliate marketing. Once you learn how to do affiliate marketing and you sell that product well and you start making some money, you're, you're making money. You've learned how to market a product the right way, how to make money off of it. So once you know that already, now you can make your own product. Now you can um, uh, spend money on it because now you know how to market it and then now you will be successful And because you've learned how to do it with affiliate marketing first. It was a trial and error. And after that, now you can do your own product and it's going to go well now. So far, so far what I've done to market my podcast, I have a Facebook, I have a Twitter, I have an Instagram, mm -hmm. but I'm kind of in this sand. I don't know where else to go and how mm -hmm. to get my podcast out there. What advice do you have? Okay, cool. I'm actually working with someone. Actually, it's funny that I'm actually working with someone uh, who actually has a podcast, but he's been stuck. He's been stuck. He's like, how do I grow my podcast? And I have social media, but I don't know what to do. And he's, he's actually a venture capitalist, and he talks about how to invest in companies, how to have the best pitch, how to have people invest in you, how to get how to get more money. It, it, it's great, and and um, you can actually look, look him up on, on Instagram. His name is Nipun on Startups. Very, very cool guy, Nipun on Startups, N I P U N on Startups. Everything together, and he and he, he has a podcast, and he had the same exact problem. But here's the thing. In order to market and better your podcast, Easton, or just overall, whoever has, whoever has a podcast and whoever is listening, to do that, you have to get more listeners. Okay, first of all, that's obvious. But how do you get the more listeners, right? <laughs> you need to get bigger exponentially on all social media. You need to grow exponentially on all so social media. I'm not talking about 500 or 1,000 followers. You need to have at least 5,000 or more. And I'm going – and I'm low – I'm like low-balling it. You should have like more. Like right now, in about two weeks, I'm going to be at 11,000 followers. And then in, in, in about five months, I'm going to be at 20,000. And I know this because, first of all, I, I help out my clients. And second of all, I see I've, I've learned how to use Instagram the right way and how to grow exponentially. So you have to grow exponentially because you said you have Twitter, Facebook, and you have Instagram, correct? Mm -hmm. So what you have to do is because what happens is that many times we stop – we're not so consistent on social media. When you start being consistent on social media, you will plummet. It's going to happen. You will plummet. So you need to be consistent. Have a schedule on all social medias, right? And constantly promote your podcast on all social media. Like, for example, you could give a tip on Instagram. As an example, hey, guys, I'm, I'm going to give you guys three tips on how to, on, on how to become a better um, conversationalist or how to be a better marketer. You give two tips and then be like, well, if you want to know the third tip, come to my podcast which is this, this, and that, and come this weekend at this time. Or you can also have other people promote your podcast. And how, how do you do that? You network with other people online. Instagram is the best way to, to network with other people. All you got to do is find them on the search and just message. If you message a week, 60, 70 people, I promise you at least 10 to 20 people will say yes to your offer. They will leverage you. You will leverage them. Yes, it's going to take a little bit of work, but you hustle. But again, you need to grow your list. I'm sorry, your follower base. You need to. You need to have a schedule for each social media platform. Once you do that, you're constantly giving great content, 
don't oh, don't over promote your podcasts because then people will just get annoyed. You want to do the seven thirty, the seventy thirty rule. Seventy percent great, give great content. Not, I didn't say general content like oh, being be, um, show gratitude in your life. That's obvious. People don't want to hear that. I mean, yes, it's it's motivating, but you want to give actual great advice, valuable content that people can go back to, can share. And say, wow, this was good, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And then the other 30%, that's when you promote your podcast. And when you do it, you go hardcore and you give interesting titles. You bring interesting people on. When you continuously do this, you will grow. I know this because I do this and I've helped my clients do it. And they all exponentially grown with complete 100% growth rate. So that's how you do it. That's so helpful because, like you said, just reach out to 60, 70 people a week, and even though that's a lot of work, you're going to fail most of those times, but those 10 to 20 people will definitely be worth it, and that work definitely brings more and more followers, and and, uh, I think that seems like a great strategy. I'm going to try it out. I love it. Thank you so much for helping me with that. I absolutely loved having you on, man, and do you have any last parting words of advice for Fueled listeners? Yeah, no problem. Yes. Some last pieces of, of advice that I, I personally I, I like to give, especially when I'm like at high schools or colleges, is this. The more – it's actually a, a couple things. The first one, the more you learn, the more you earn. Again, have that need to grow, that need to, to learn. Again, the more you learn, the more you will earn because the more things you learn, eventually people will pay for your skills or they will pay for your knowledge. And then it's going gonna, it's gonna to come. Everything at the later on, not now, but later on in the future – it will pay off. The second thing is deep conversations. Uh, like, um, okay, how do I say this? Deep conversations with, with the right people are priceless. So always try to find those people that you can learn from. Find those people who are doing exactly what you want, who are 10 or 20 years or five years ahead of you, and speak to them and learn from them. Because you don't have to learn from your own mistakes. I've, lear- I've learned a lot. So I've learned a lot from my own mistakes, but then I've learned from other people's mistakes. So then I don't have to do it, right? So always do that improve your communication skills because you can have the best business idea but if you don't know how to communicate if if you're not likable you won't get fundraising if you're trying to raise money you won't get business partners you won't get customers you won't get no one because your communication skills are poor so you need to have that and my last one is just for everyone who's listening learn i mean this, this one's a little bit different but it's learn about personal finance learn about investing learn about saving money the right way learn about you know just how to save how to how to make how to have how to have passive income come to you every month because if you're trying to build a personal brand or if you're trying to buy something or if you're trying to just do something to do things you need money everything is money so the earlier you learn about personal finance and how it can help you the right way and and, and it can definitely benefit you you will make more money exponentially probably not millions i mean depending on how you're doing it or what you're doing it could be thousands or hundreds of dollars right i wish i would have started at 17 to learn about personal finance but i did i learned later on i regret i regret it but you know something you continue so those so those are the things the more you learn the more you earn uh find people who are doing the same things that you want to do and learn from their mistakes improve your communication skills become a great conversation become a better communicator, learn how to engage with people and just learn about personal finance. 
my uh, th- the biggest takeaway I had from that is just learn from people who are 5, 10, 20 years ahead of you. Learn from their mistakes. Learn what they're doing right and mimic that. And that's exactly what I'm trying to do from this podcast because I have the opportunity to, to interview guys like you who are living it right and doing it right. And uh, you're so knowledgeable. And I, that's what I love about what I do is I get to learn from you guys. And my few listeners get to do the same. So I love that. And where can my few listeners find your amazing content? All right, so there's a couple of places. So the first one, so my Snapchat, uh, it's my Snapchat is the word listen, underscore, the number two, learn. Listen, underscore, to learn. Not the word two, but the number two. I post there like, I, I post there usually every day, short, but helpful stories that will, uh, helpful stories, helpful advice, helpful tips that will help you become a better speaker, interviewer, entrepreneur, when it comes to social media, to marketing, or even a conversation, I give. I'm always updating. I'm always doing thing, new things there. And if you want to access me or ask me questions or just engage with me, there and Instagram are the best places to do that with me. Is there? And my Instagram is uh, Conversation Guru. Conversation. The word Conversation Guru. G U R U. That's my Instagram. And um, and my Facebook is facebook.com slash Aurus J Sanchez. Again, facebook.com slash Aurus, A-U-R-U-S, capital J, and then just Sanchez, S-A-N-C-H-E-Z, slash. Those are three places where I, I con- I'm constantly uploading lots of content. I'm, you know, just a, a little secret out there. I'm, gonna, I'm I'll, Soon I'm going to be ha- opening up a YouTube channel, but uh, probably next time if you invite me, Easton, I'll probably, uh, I'll, I'll give my YouTube channel for next time. But yeah, those are the three places where you can find on my Snapchat, Instagram, and Facebook. And yeah, find me there. And you really want to talk to me or access me, DM me on my Instagram or just snap me on my on, on my Snapchat. Thank you so much, Arus. And thank you all, you listeners, for tuning in to episode number 32 of Fueled. I certainly learned so much in this episode. I hope you guys did as well. If you liked it, give me a rate and review, subscribe, and I'll see you all in future episodes.